Hey, thank you for joining us today on Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Freezy Gibson. We're delighted to have you with us. And, you know, we love doing what we do every week. We got another great show lined up for you. We have an interview with Adrienne Ralph that we're excited for you to be able to check out what she's been up to. And, uh, of course, music industry news and beats produced by me, the Chick with Beats. Yeah, yeah, you know, and today's a, a cause for celebration because, you know, the time, the clock ticks, and as the world turns, not to steal somebody's soap opera title, um, <laughs> we are rapidly approaching one year on this particular version of uh, Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. So, you know, be on the lookout because, you know, as the clock ticks and that one year anniversary pops up, Although we've been together before on other broadcasts, this particular one is a very special one. And so uh, the countdown has started. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. The extra games. <laughs> okay, what we got today? Well, well, you know, we just got the, the usual one, two, the punch that we do. So, yep, we got the interview with Adrienne Ralph. We got music industry news and beats by yours truly. Okay, okay, let's kick it. All right, let's go. Thank you. 
right, thank you so much for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chicken Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're very excited to say we have the phenomenally talented, I mean, just more than a triple threat, I believe. She's got a lot of stuff going and, um, you know, just a delightful personality, delightful talent. The one, the only, Adrienne Ralph. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. <laughs> and even better after hearing you describe me that way. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, just so the audience knows, we connected on Instagram. I always love your posts, your videos, and, you know, just really positive and upbeat. And like I said, to have that uh, shining personality and talent is just, you know, really magnetic. So if you could just kind of let everybody know who you are, you know, what you do and what first drew you to music. Okay, well, um, I'm Adrienne Ralph, and I'm actually, right now I live in Southern California with my husband and family, um, but I'm originally from Canada, so I'm from like the west coast of Canada. And um, I write songs and I sing. Um, that's mainly what I do right now, although I also vocal coach and I have a fashion resale business too. <laughs> and I'm also an artist. So like, yeah, there's a few things going on. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so first what drew me to music, um, you know, my family's really like they, growing up, they put like a huge, importance on like creativity and like my parents had me in like choirs and music lessons from when I was really young so I don't know I think maybe they just put me in because they liked music and then they realized like oh she actually is pretty good at this <laughs> so they like I, I was able to do like piano lessons and um did a lot of like musical theater and dance, that kind of thing growing up. Um, but yeah, I would say like, I love all forms of creativity and self-expression, but the one that has kind of like, I guess the one that I feel comes most naturally to me is singing and songwriting. So yeah. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you just went through a whole gamut of a lot of things. And so, um, you know, you mentioned that that's kind of what resonates with you um, for self-expression. What, well, let's see, not what age, but how long ago would you say that it was when you realized out of all these things that you could do, these two things were your favorite? What was that moment like for you? Oh, let's see. I think I was probably about 15 or 16. <clears throat> And I was really like, before, I always sang and did music, but I was more into dance and I really wanted to be a professional dancer when I was younger. And um, I think like, I don't know if you know a lot about like the dance world, but um, they're really specific about like body type. Mm -hmm. uh, and like basically, if you don't have a certain body type, they're like, sorry, you're just not cut out for it. <laughs> I did not have this body type. <laughs> so um, so I, I kind of like reached a point when I was in my mid-teens where I was like, I really don't think this is going to happen. And I had started uh, a group with my sister and her friends. Like we just did acapella um, songs and we had started to write our own music and we'd started to kind of like 
get um, gigs at little festivals and stuff in our area. And <clears throat> so it was almost like the dance was like tapering off. And then I kind of was like, oh, there's this, there's this other thing that's happening. And like, actually, I think I'm like cut out for this. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, it does. So yeah. yeah. And I know exactly what you mean. I was in sixth grade when I realized that wasn't going to happen for me. <laughs> I was taking a jazz class and I'm like, yeah, this isn't working. But um, yeah. yeah, so like to be able to switch gears like that and, you know, find something that you're passionate about um, as well that you're really good at is is a blessing. So, you know, mm-hmm. kudos to you for being able to shift gears and, you know, not stay caught up on that um, <laughs> that realization, if you will. It's kind of uh, sad how unforgiving that world is, you know, as far as the varieties of, you know, body types, because I'm definitely not uh, traditional either. So, yeah. uh, yeah. So I know Breezy's probably burning to ask you a question. Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll go ahead and let you chime in. Yeah, my input, um, I relate directly to uh, the parents um, shifting you off into uh, piano lessons or so on and so forth um, I think that it works wonders for a young person as far as making them more well-rounded uh, giving them exposure to things that they hadn't seen before or thought of before and you know those different notes of the scale in my opinion it just expands a young person's brain it expands their mind and um, so uh, the, the trickle down from that is, you know, once they get into the teens or the early adults or even the, the later ages, you know, they can uh, fall back and find uh, abilities or capabilities to make reaches that some of the other children that when they didn't have that in the beginning, uh, uh, they can't do that. Okay, So, you know, kudos to you. I'm one of those uh, uh, people who and just like uh what Beast was saying, you know, we're we're really in, in kind of rare air having had that kind of background. So, yeah, kudos to you for that. And uh, so we directly re- relate. Yeah, it's it for sure. Like, I remember looking back and like my parents were like pretty strict about it. They're like, if we're paying for piano lessons, you have to practice. Me <laughs> 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 at the piano and be like, Okay, practice, we're watching you, we're making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. And like, as a kid, I was like, oh, I hate this. But like now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad they did it. Cause really like, like you were saying, there's nothing like it for just giving you that like musical foundation and like mm-hmm. being able to like think in that way, like musically and yeah, it's like a whole different language, isn't it? <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, you can take uh, take all of those those uh, recitals and so on and so forth that happened years and years ago. You know, there was a crowd, whether the crowd was five people or 55 people, you know, it, it started ingraining that type of, of exposure into you. So, you know, it's nothing like right now uh, coming across a teenager or someone that's a young adult and ask them to even make a speech, just a speech. And once they find out they're going to be in front of a big crowd, they sometimes they freeze up. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, with us having that exposure, being being fortunate to have that, you know, that's something that it doesn't it doesn't happen to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So kudos to you again for all you're doing. Yes. 
And so, um, you know, you mentioned the songwriting and, you know, when you get in your bag, like, what do you do to kind of draw for inspiration, uh, you know, whenever you have a session? Um, well, I work both, like from from the top line angle. So sometimes like I have a group of producers that I work with that send me um, tracks and then I write the song to the track. <clears throat> So um, I like on my phone, I have um, on my note taking app, I have, I kind of keep a list of like, when I think of like, oh, that would be a good title for a song or like, that's a really cool line or mm. that's an interesting way of saying that I'll just note it down. So, um, so when I get a track, I'll listen to it and be like, okay, what is it? What's the feel of it? Like, is it kind of, angry is it sad is it happy and light and upbeat and then from there i'll kind of look at my little stash of <laughs> of notes and ideas and be like oh this this would fit with this with how this feels or um sometimes i'll even just like turn it on and then just start like scat singing or <laughs> mm. nonverbal like improvising over top and then <clears throat> from there sometimes words will come and i'll be like okay that's where it's going and, um, but I would say like the other way where I start just from nothing, <clears throat> it's usually cause I, I have something that I want to say. So I feel like that's harder mm. because like, I have to be like, okay, how do I want to say this? Do I want to say this? Um, like what, like word patterns do I want to have or rhythms or like, um, what feel do I want it to have? Where do I want it to go? Whereas like sometimes like if you have a track already, you know kind of where it's going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when there's nothing, it's like some, it, it's really cool because you have total freedom, but then sometimes it's like, I don't even know where to go with this. It could go mm -hmm. anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, I would say, um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's usually how, like the two ways that I would approach writing a song. <clears throat> hey, that's awesome um you know especially to be able to have the flexibility to do it you know both ways the way that you describe um now i have to ask you this because i recently saw a post where you were talking about layering uh your vocals and how you build um your harmonies and i just found it so fascinating and also that you took the time to explain that in your post but if you could kind of walk our listeners through um, when you're sitting down there and you're creating these hooks and, you know, trying to figure out what's going to go where, um, your process for that. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so with <background> vocals, <clears throat> usually I would say like 75% of the time I just like the songs there and then I just have to come up with them myself. <laughs> <laughs> just have to figure out like, I would say I go through it first and I'm like, what? Like, what lines do I want to emphasize? And what lines do I really, like lyrically or melodically, do I really want to stand out? And then um, normally I just kind of like play it on a loop and I'll just like try out different harmonies. And then once I find like one harmony, I'll just start trying to layer, to layer it on. <clears throat> and normally like I really love harmonies because like I grew up singing in choirs so <laughs> I 
to be like, it's almost like that, like, almost like 90s R&B feel where like there's so many harmonies everywhere, which mm -hmm. I really love. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the whole kitchen sink at it. So <laughs> normally just like put as, as much as I can everywhere where I think anything fits. And then I'll just go back and edit like usually half of it out. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, like too much, like I feel like with um, finishing a track, you you have to be mindful of <clears throat> what keeps the listener engaged with the storyline of the song. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that like stands out so much that it pulls them out of the experience of listening, then it, that has to come out. Even if it's like, sometimes I'll do like a really nice run and I'll be like, dang it, it's like, that's distracting me too much from the lead vocal. I have to take it out even though it sounds mm. really good. <laughs> so, and that sounds I, painful. <laughs> to uh, have to pull it out after that, like, oh. Yeah, it's a lot of work building it. I really like the part, the, the aspect of building it. And then I always have to go back and be like, yeah, that doesn't really need to be there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the... Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to just throw this out there. You know, well, coming up on the west side, west coast of uh, Canada, and, um, you know, I've been out on, in the Santa Monica region of California and so forth, and I used to see a lot of folks out at the uh, Santa Monica Pier just uh, with uh, uh, pens and pads writing lyrics or actually out there singing to themselves you know and, and then you say well hey you know that sounds good they say oh shh i'm writing a song oh okay <laughs> you know so has the beach had a, a influence on you ever since you were young uh from from the, the west side of canada coming down to uh, the west side of the united states the beach um the ocean the oceans yeah i would i mean i don't know if it directly affected songwriting but definitely like as a teenager and like when I was in my early 20s, like I would go to the beach to be alone, like just to kind of let my thoughts wander. And sometimes I like, <laughs> I don't know if you're religious, but I'd like to, I'd like take my Bible and journal to the beach just cause it almost like made me feel like, I don't know, like spiritually freer to be okay. I don't know that's it's such a weird thing to say but no not at all <laughs> yeah being near like being near the ocean and seeing the power of the ocean and like how huge it is like I feel like it it always gave me like this perspective about <laughs> who I am and who God is and stuff so so I don't know yeah. if that it, it probably did have an impact but thinking back, I'm like, I can't pinpoint any like one specific <laughs> way, but maybe just on creativity in general and how I think of creativity could, it could yeah. have. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great response right there. Mm -hmm. I feel like understanding, you know, like you said, the perspectives and everything can kind of allow your mind to create some of the stuff that you create. So, you know, taking those times, those moments of meditation and prayer or whatnot, um, yeah, definitely makes sense why that would be uh, helpful and spark your creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
Okay, it's getting uh, close to about that time, but before we head out, um, could you please let us know, you know, what we can expect for the future? You know, if you're looking to collab with certain people or, you know, just release new music, whatever the case may be, what can the world look forward to from Adrienne Ralph? Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I would have forgotten to tell you. So I'm actually in the process, I'm just just getting the um, cover art ready for two singles that are going to be released. I'm hoping by the end of May, like one will be by the end of May and then the other one will be probably end of June. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's a third one that's in the production phases. So I'm thinking maybe for like fall that one and then um, I'm working also on a three song EP with an R&B producer group from Greece, which is really awesome. And there's a story behind that, but I'll share that another time. <laughs> but so um, that's also just finishing the writing phases. So yeah, so I would say expect new releases through probably next next spring and early summer from me pretty regularly. Awesome. And that's cool about the uh, international collaboration. Um, <laughs> we're excited to hear that and everything else that you've got coming yeah. up. Yeah. And so, um, you know, before we have you drop your socials and all the places where people can follow you, Breezy, was there um, another question you wanted to ask? It's really a question, but more of a compliment because, you know, this, well, you, you brought a side uh, to our, our show today that was of a, of a different twist. And, you know, yeah, a lot of times there's a lot of, of laughing and, you know, so on and so forth. But see, you brought that that educational twist, okay? Hey, this is a serious business, you know, and, and, and ways that you go about your business, you know, and, and I know some of that's gonna rub off on some of the listeners who are in the industry and even those who aren't in the industry as far as uh, being about their business so i would like to thank you for doing that because it, it's something that was much needed you are very well i didn't know i would be but that's good to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I absolutely writing and really like if you ask me about songwriting i'll just talk your ear off <laughs> It is. Yeah. Especially if you're passionate about it, you know, it's fun to listen to as well. So yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your experiences with us. And I'll just say right now, we really hope to have you back again soon. Oh yeah. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm my son off at school, any other time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Awesome. And so, yeah, if you could just let the listeners know all the social media sites and handles and whatnot, where they can uh, follow you and keep up with what you've got going on. Sure. So I would say where I'm most active is Instagram. And that one is at Adrienne Sounds Like. So A-D-R-I-A-N-N-E Sounds Like, all one word. I'm also under, I'm also on TikTok and I think I have the same, the same handle on TikTok. SoundCloud is soundcloud.com um, slash Adrienne underscore R. And uh, my website's www.adriannesoundslike.com. So, yeah. If you Google Adrienne Sounds Like, all one word, you'll probably find all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Awesome. That's phenomenal. And yeah, once again, we just really thank you. We can't wait to have you back. And um, yeah, if there's any uh, lasting thoughts you want to leave with the listeners, you're free to do that now. Or... Yeah, I would just say my my motto for this year, and I hope to kind of share it with other people is like we each are created with unique artistic visions and talents. And um, I think that each of our missions should be really to express those like so that we're expressing them genuinely like who we really are and i just feel like you know a lot of us we we hear trends and we try to follow trends and we try to follow what's in but really like what the world needs to hear is like the expression that only we can express like the creativity that comes from us as individuals so i just want to encourage anyone you know who is creating just to create and don't worry about anything except just being genuine, <laughs> mm. being yourself and just being who you were created to be. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I know that's going to resonate and yeah, we just really, really appreciate you and can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> What an incredible interview. I mean, she was just so delightful to talk to. And, um, you know, it's part of the reasons why we connected on Instagram, just, you know, oozing positivity all the time and just tons of talent. So it was really great to have her on and I can't wait to have her back. Yeah, yeah, that was really, that was in the groove right there. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get back to some more music and then we'll be right back with music industry news right after this.
we're back with music industry news. First up, digital music company Believe, which is actually the parent company of distribution company TuneCore, um, they're planning the Paris stock market debut. So, you know, they've been kind of making some inroads, you know, kind of being a, a digital powerhouse here. But in 2020, they generated over $880 million in gross digital revenues, including money collected by TuneCore that was paid out to the indie artists. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's a considerable amount of money, especially, you know, during the pandemic year. And, uh, yeah, since then, like, it's made, well, I shouldn't say since then, but overall in the last six years, it's made 18 acquisitions. So they're looking to expand their reach globally. And so, you know, they just keep buying up all this stuff. And they're also looking to get into new areas, including classical music. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Pay attention to what these companies are doing when they're making that kind of money like that. See, you know, check out the moves that they're making. You check out where they're investing because that lets you know that they're seeing promise with their research. So even though, you know, we might not have direct access to whatever they've been researching by kind of monitoring what these companies are doing, there might be a way to mirror that in your independent artist career. So always be checking that out. Make sure that you locking in and paying attention to what they're doing and where the money's going. You know, they say follow the money, right? That's what they say. <laughs> they say. Yes. All right. Also, music industry news, Jay-Z files for trademark, which looks like he's ramping up for a production company. So according to legal documents that went out, S. Carter Enterprises filed the trademark 2 slash J on May 3rd. So they did it for entertainment services in the nature of creation, development, and production of television programming, TV series, movies, and similar projects. So, you know, that's kind of a broad range. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he's up to. Again, with the same theme of following the money, you know, Mr. Carter's got a lot of it. And uh, yeah, it's always kind of good to pay attention to what he's doing. And, um, you know, I think a lot of independent music artists kind of need to take, you know, his, his famous quote, you know, I'm a businessman. So, you know, just pay attention to what's going on. Watch the moves that are being made. So, you know, he's made all these different deals, gotten into streaming, gotten back out of streaming, and now he's moving into entertainment. So, you know, it's just something to pay attention to. So this isn't going to be like his first project because everybody knows about, you know, the other Annie remake and all that. But now that he's actually ramping up for trademarks for the production company, that means he's about to get serious about it. So, yeah, just pay attention. Good stuff to know. As well as surrounded himself with some very, very intelligent people in that field. Okay. Mm -hmm. In that field and other fields so uh for the the artists that are out there uh just as a chick Pabisa said you know well in addition to what she said you know you got to surround yourself with some very very competent people who have your best interest in in heart at heart as well as check them as well because you know that's a two-way street you know we've all heard the stories where uh, somebody was not <clears throat> paying attention and the person took their money so you know, the people who are closest to you they've got to be genuine and long standing and uh, you all can come up together yes that's so very important so yeah absolutely 
All right, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with more music industry news and a couple of hints and heads up for everybody out there listening. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. SAG after uh, the property rights fund distributed a record of 70 million in royalties. So this is something that's not really talked about that often, but um, due to this, uh, about 50,000 session musicians and background singers will be sharing more than 70 million in royalties. So the average payment is going to be about 1500 for each, but some had more, some had less, and the checks just started going out April 30th. So. The fact that there's a record number of um, of money that's being distributed is really awesome. It's always good for background artists to get the recognition because without them, often the project wouldn't be what it is. So, you know, you always get like the 
the highlights for the headliners, which is cool, you know, but it's it's really good to hear that um, everybody's kind of getting their just due. So that was exciting news to hear, wouldn't you say? Yes, and, and another tip for the listeners out there who are serious about their themselves and serious about their business, you might as well get a, a specific notepad or a notebook or whatever, because these uh, music news tips that Chicklet Beats is bring, bringing every week, uh, this, this is some, some substantial info. You can't remember all of this stuff with your mental, so write it down. And some of these moves can be very, very inspirational. They, they, you know, they can give you a, a true advantage in your business as an artist. And so uh, follow up on these things. Don't just stay stagnant and just let the world pass you by. You know, take uh, some of these tips and just you know investigate them and then jump in with both feet to uh, help to 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 uh, bring your career to higher levels, but bring your income to higher levels, <laughs> just as important. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so you know, I also promised some tips for artists, and this particular one is tips on handling imposter syndrome. So I kind of stumbled on this information and thought that it would be helpful. And um, just in case you're not aware, um, imposter syndrome means like you're having difficulty accepting your accomplishments due to self-doubt. And so a lot of times you talk to artists about, um, you know, one of the things that holds them back and that tends to be it. And so um, some of the advice that they give is uh, number one, to call yourself what you are an artist, a producer, a writer, whatever you are, embrace the title, accept it. You know, you're, you're doing the work. It's okay to call yourself that. Uh, number two, keep practicing. Number three, share what you're proud of. Number four, create a website. Number five, get a creative accountability partner. So all these things can kind of help you feel more comfortable and confident in who you are. Um, you know, you don't need to compare yourself to other people. Um, yeah, some of those signs that kind of let you know if you're dealing with imposter syndrome means, you know, one, self-doubt, not being able to accurately assess your skills or attributing your success to outside external factors. Like, oh, it wasn't me. If so-and-so didn't do the beat, I couldn't have done it. Or, oh, if so-and-so wouldn't have featured, it wouldn't have been that great of a song or whatever the case may be. So, you know, imposter syndrome is a real thing. There are a lot of people that struggle with it, but there are ways to press through. Um, so yeah, if it's something that you're interested in learning more about, um, you can check out uh, my Twitter account, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff with the tips on there. But yeah, just be confident in who you are. You have your gift for a reason. And uh, yeah, just rock on. Hey, hey, you know, and, and that last tip, uh, previously you, you mentioned a story about SAG, S-A-G's, you know, so as an artist, you want to take a look, investigate what S-A-G stands for, what it means, and how it can help you as an artist, because, uh, you know, don't just, you know, put a foot in there and, you know, roll with the crowd, because sometimes the crowd doesn't know, and, you know, you can be uh, uh, at uh, influenced down the wrong road. Okay, so uh, investigate these things and make some steps, take some steps, make some moves and bring yourself up to higher levels of recognition and uh, um, income. Okay, so hey, the tips are there. So make yourself. Yes, absolutely. 
All right, we're going to get into some more music by yours truly, and then we'll be back to close out the night with you. Thank you. 
this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chicken Beats and Breezy Gibson. Um, you know, I'd be remiss to close out the night without mentioning that um, I do have a new track that's out. Um, it just got released on all platforms yesterday. It was a track source exclusive for two weeks, and uh, we've been climbing the charts with that, so that's been really exciting. But uh, now it'll be available to people outside of track source, so definitely hope you check that out. It's called Approximately Love by Chicka Beats. We've got my original mix, including remixes by Leandro P., Ray Seller, James Nylon, and Indie Soul. I love all the remixes. Um, you know, so if you dig house music, electronic music, dance music, definitely check that out. Again, that's Approximately Love on all platforms. <laughs> Hey, you know, you, you never you never cease to amaze me what you are doing as an artist as well as an individual. So shouts out to you for your steps outside of the show. And see, that just shows people that, you know, sometimes you got to have multiple lives. You got a life over here, but then you got a life over there that's really churning and making some, big, some great things happen. So kudos to you and congratulations as well. Thank you very much. All right, so, you know, we'll be back same time, same place next week. Make sure, you know, if you haven't downloaded it already, download the Grander Media app so you can listen to Grander Radio on the go. And, uh, yeah, say we'll see you next week. Tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.